it was like a a bad Star Trek, but underwater. Yeah, they didn't have like uh, what is it? Uh, uh, dude from um, Roy Jaws, Schneider. Isn't it? Yeah, Roy Schneider was he? Wasn't he the captain or something? Yep. All right. All right. He sure was. Do you think at one point, like he is like okay, for the season finale, me versus a giant shark? <laughs> I bet it was in his contract when he signed on to that show that there would be no shark BS like <laughs> with involving him. He's like, like Roy. I'll never battle a shark, and I will never say we're gonna need a bigger boat. Roy, Bubbla. You need to fight a shark. It's a it's sea quest. It's not land travel or <laughs> or you know ground adventure. It's sea quest. You're gonna have to fight a shark. Shina says, "Take it to the land. <laughs> land quest. Read with the effects. Shida. <laughs> Shida out. <laughs> Shida house rules." <laughs> Two guys, a shida, and a pizza place. <laughs> Pop Saga, you know we gotta represent. Talking about Batman, the show from 66, like Zach, like Biff. Honestly, it was the best. Burt Ward, Julie Newmar, R.I.P. to Adam West. Yes, the Batcave, and we love Wayne Manor, couldn't sit still. And I heard that, na 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 we cannot forget it. Every week we had to check it. He's the number one vigilante and the greatest detective. Yeah. yeah. Pull up in the Batmobile, you can't stop him. Get him on the bat phone. This is Pop Side. That's right. We're back on our Batman funny business. But this one is no joke. Batman's true arch enemy has finally arrived to bring some carnival chaos to Gotham City in this debut two-parter for Cesar Romero's Joker. Directed by Don Weiss and written by Robert Dozier, these episodes see the Joker attempt his most daring supercrime to date, the legal transfer of a steamship's title. I'm Forrest C. Fields, and I'm joined, as always, by future Comedians Hall of Fame inductee, John Chaplin. What do you say, old chum? Yay! Yay! I didn't even know I was nominated. Yay! (laughs) Come up here and accept your award! I'm coming. Here I come. Oh, (laughs) there's no award. (laughs) You lied to me through words. <laughs> oh, not again. I had a I thought for a second about doing um what do you say old chum but do the uh Jonathan Price uh impression from last episode. But I I thought is that too deep of a cut? <laughs> I mean, it depends on all like four people who listened to the last week's episode. What do you say, old chum? That's it. You're getting it. What do you say, old chum? So what do you (laughs) say that we start the show? 
<laughs> yep. Old chum. <laughs> so we're back at it again, and is what is becoming by one of my or my favorite type of episode we do. Looking at these old Batman '66 episodes. Yeah, I mean, I like to think I like everything that we do, but uh, oh I, no, I, I, don't get me wrong. I love everything you do, but this one is up there. I'm just saying, it's fun to talk about these crazy episodes of a very wacky, corny, all of the above TV show. Yeah, but at the same time, strangely well put together, way more than I remembered as a kid. Yeah, there's a lot more I am noticing in these rewatches that I totally went over my head as a kid and uh, that I appreciate a lot more. Yeah, 100. Mm-hmm. This one was... I remembered this one, so... Because um, this one always cracked me up with, you know, the Joker... Just trying to figure out how to beat Batman. So he's like, well, I'll just just make my own belt. That's enough, right? (laughs) You know, just like, that's the difference between me and him. He he has a utility belt. So then I just went to Spencer's. What's the difference between you? (laughs) Spencer's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is just a prop, a Batman prop uh, or a prop of batman's that he just put a joker sticker over <laughs> like it's they took no efforts about making like a joker colored or joker uh themed belt it was it wasn't embossed it was like the pouches were on the you know upside down which like makes sense but doesn't make sense at the same time you know like batman's all of his are upside down so he can slyly grab stuff out of them but Mm -hmm. yeah joker was just like yeah i'm gonna go to i'm gonna buy the same yellow belt i'm gonna go to whatever the equivalent of 1966 kinko's was and then (laughs) said (laughs) the memorandum factory sure yeah give me one of those little what the fuck the little roller drums they used to have in like kindergarten? Right. Uh, you know, You're gonna like, make oh, dittos. Yeah, ditto. What? But what was the ditto McDillio machines? I I, mm-hmm. I used That's to know they were the called. name of them, but you're gonna have to trust me. Uh, yeah. No, this was fun. I mean, I even remembered how he broke out of prison, and I always thought it was just fucking absurd. So. <laughs> There's th- this one really jets in my memory, so this was a fun one to watch, and uh, you know, as we'll get into it, I will definitely say I enjoyed this one way more than I enjoyed the penguin episode. Oh yeah, I mean that one. I think we can agree was kind of a stinker. It was. It had some fun props. It had you know. It's always fun to see Burgess Meredith hamming it up, but at the same time. Um, the basically the entire villain's plan was just to wait for Batman to give him the plan, basically. <laughs> so I don't know. That's not a very interesting 
premise, and uh, I think that um, those are not great episodes. Yeah, not a not a fan. I, I just think I'm not a fan of the penguin in any form of media outside of the comic book. So, yeah, uh, you know where yep. I can find the Joker pretty much enjoyable in every shape, size, and you know. However, however he's displayed, I can find something in the Joker. And, you know, watching this with my older ex-millennial eyes, <laughs> I was able to really appreciate Cesar Romero's performance even more so than I did as a kid. Yeah. Mm, I totally agree. Um I uh, I also love these, although I did not remember them like you did. Um, I remember a lot of Joker episodes, but for whatever reason, these ones weren't in there. Um, so a lot of it was kind of new to me, or at least new to my the current state of my memory. And um, man, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it was almost good that last week's or the... The, the preceding two-episode arc um, was kind of a downer because... Or or maybe just not as high of a high point because, man, th- that set your ex- expectations pretty low. And then you got to this and it was like, really knocked it out of the park, pun intended, for what we're going to talk about. I mean, when Penguin was all like... Hit, hit, part of it is like, I can beat that bat rope. Penguin line. Penguin line. (laughs) Like he's jealous of it. So dumb. And I mean, I guess this one was a similar premise, right? Joker's like, fuck, I can't beat the Batman. I'm going to do what he does, but nothing else. But this, this was a lot of fun. And yeah, expectations were low came into this one. In these two episodes, I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Thoroughly. Yes, they're fantastic. And, um, you know, I think just, I can't recommend enough. Here's a hot tip for you out there, because I didn't know this before uh, we started reviewing these, so I went out and I bought the whole first season on Amazon. Mm -hmm. So uh, now I own these, as long as the retail gods at Amazon deem I am worthy to hold them. Well, you know, they're not doing too well, so, you know. <laughs> Better try to get those uh, guys out of there before they're gone. Um, but um, I didn't know that if you have a Roku device, they are free. All the episodes of Batman 66 are free with commercials on the Roku TV channel that comes with your Roku device. So there you go. If you're... Want to join along with us? I encourage you to do so. Um, We will be doing one of these Batman 66 episodes every month, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's how we pretty much got it scheduled. Until, Mm -hmm. you know, people start the revolt and tell us otherwise. Uh, We're going to do them. Yeah. Yeah, And we're going to go through the whole catalog. So So join us every month. Watch it that month take your own notes follow along it's super fun and since it's still kind of a 
diarrhea tornado outside um, in the world today. Um, it's a great w- a bit of escapism. Not only is it sort of a weird, sort of hyper-idealized version of uh, old 60s America, but uh, it's also just campy and fun, and it's a great way to shut your old brain off. Definitely. Don't go outside and get hit with the corn niblets of COVID. Stay no. inside. <laughs> no, those those delectable corn niblets of COVID are coming for you. And now, do yourself a favor. Stay indoors. Fire up the Roku channel and get ready to uh, follow us down this bat rabbit hole. I guess that's better than saying bat hole. All right. <laughs> That's what I call a cave. Follow me into this bat hole. Uh, no. Okay, for the there. last time. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you follow me into this bat hole? There's ribs in here, I swear. That's what that smell is. <laughs> well, I think they tasted good. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a vegan, but I, then I saw a cow, and I'm like, "Fuck that!" Delicious. Tuck in. Yeah. This animal rules. <laughs> or is this from a pig? Who cares? Is it from a peep? A people? I'll eat them all. It's off to trim already. Woohoo! <laughs> Everybody's trimming podcast. It's just John. <laughs> Who's going to edit? John will edit this. He will cut <laughs> it down to his best, but he ain't going to try so hard. John cuts what he wants. <laughs> well, that's but, staying in. Um, <laughs> so, no point um, of reference because they'll never know what I cut out beforehand. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. If you sign up for our upcoming Patreon feed, check, we'll mention it when it's up. If you sign up for that, you can expect content like this that was cut out. But not all of it, some of it. The things we choose to show you, but not all of it. it Wait. There's some stuff that can't be broadcast. Wait, is that like, yeah, do you think that's the thing, that's the move? It's just like... Patreon, Pop Saga, we don't edit shit. Yeah, I think there could be some Too Hot for Podcatcher episodes oh, on there. Oh shit, we're like Jerry Springer. That's Fucking right. dope. How coveted were those tapes when you were a kid? But even when you got uh, your hands on one, you were like, wait, no, this kind of sucks. Well, of course, because you're like, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I was sick... Or, like, Summer and Jerry Springer was on. I was a captive audience member. I was like, all right, yeah. Springer's going to give it. He's he's going to do it. I remember when he uh, yelled at the Ku Klux Klan guy. I was all yeah. like, yeah, get him, Springer. I was for <laughs> it. And so, the, yeah, was, then, yeah. Then when everyone was just like, woo, I got to show off my top, woo. And I was like, well, this show is the best thing on at 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. <laughs> yep. You know, like, when you have to have security, you know, it's a good show. So when they were like, yeah, 
too hot to, you know, too hot for Fox or whatever. Yeah, too hot, too hot to handle Jerry Springer. And then it's just, you know, a couple F-bombs here and there. It's nothing special. It's like, this yeah. isn't hot. This is like nope. basic cable. Like, this could have been on, like, Bravo or something. Oh, easily. Probably Showtime, even. Um, oh, actually, sure. that's Showtime. that's more a premium. <laughs> I, went, yeah, that's premium. I went the that's other $5. direction. Yeah, no, we want to go, like, you know, channels that you normally skip by. Right, like, late night on the Sci-Fi channel. Maybe you're like, oh, was 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 that a, a breast? <laughs> My on broadcast television, no less. Oh, this country is going down in flames. But of course, that person was wrong. I mean, you know, relatively. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> yep. Everything is just like a nice ice cold can of Fresca. Um, before we dive in, John, should we mention, should we talk briefly about your victory over the uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich drought? Yeah, we could definitely talk about it. You might even get a social media thing about it. You know how you know how how I do now. Um, yes, it's been uh, up to this show. It was uh, you know eight month drought without being able to get a Popeye's chicken sandwich. I had them before they were popular. Then mm-hmm. everyone was like, "Ooh, this tastes kind of good," and then I could not get one for the life of me. If I tried to pay people to smuggle them over. Could not get it. They're like, they're just out. The, the, the Popeyes opens, and then they run out. And I'm like, how do you run out when you just open? And they're like, well, we just opened, and we ran out. And that was literally the battle every time I tried that Popeyes. Which isn't as often as you would think, but enough where, like, they know me kind of by sight. <laughs> so... The drought was long. It was it was a hard fought battle, but then um, we decided to order Popeyes for lunch, and lo and behold, I was able to get not one, but two of them damn sandwiches. My goodness, an embarrassment of riches. Yes, and they were delicious. Verdict: awesome. Well, that's great. Yeah. I still have yet to uh, imbibe. These uh, golden uh, ambrosia sandwiches, not the gross marshmallows fruit salad ambrosia, but the food of the gods. And uh, so, I don't know, Uh, maybe someday. I didn't want to spoil it, but I'm sending one your way. It was the other sandwich. Hopefully it gets there. I had to kind of send it cheaply, and it's in a sack. I'm still going to eat it. Um, I have to shame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want one real bad. Popeyes, if you're listening. Yeah, no, straight up, Popeyes, if you are listening, sponsor the shit out of us. We will spend an hour and a half talking about how great your restaurant is if you just give, give us the hookup, the Popeyes hookup. Give us the chicken. And we will finish the job. <laughs> yes, this is um, this is a demand that is not too dissimilar 
to uh, Joker's demand in these episodes. So what do you say we jump right in? Let's do it. Okay, so the first episode, episode 105, and that's season one, episode five, The Joker is Wild. Gotham State Penitentiary, one of the state's busier locations. On the surface, an institution of mortar and stone, steel bars and rigid discipline. But, as we have seen before, Warden Crichton's advanced theories of penology make it a place where recreation is part of reform. (laughs) Penology. (laughs) But a shared narrative. We yes. didn't ignore what happened in the last ones. If you watch the last ones, you're rewarded with knowing who they're talking about. That is cool. And and this like that's a little bit of overarching story that connects these two episodes. And man, I can't so I can't tell. Do you think that the writers are like super conservative and they believe in sort of a very traditional prison system and that's why they're sort of making fun of this warden Crichton because he's trying all these like really what I think would be like at the especially at the time forward thinking initiatives about how to rehabilitate hardened criminals and every time they fail (laughs) yeah but like I mean I don't know much about prison never been that's me knocking on wood. Um, Open up! I don't know if they... Oh, shit. <laughs> They're here. It's KFC. They're after me. <laughs> I Pop called on, their please. sandwich... Tra- I called their sandwich trash. I called <laughs> it trash. <laughs> the colonel's here. Um, I don't know if they play softball. Um, I mean, I guess it couldn't hurt. This, you know... It, it seemed innocent enough versus what he did the last episode where he's like, hey, Penguin, here's all your clothes. You and know, your cigarette. Like, and your cigarette. Smoke them if you got them, which you do now. And, like, this this seemed a little bit more innocent, but maybe you're right. But, I mean, this prison was weird because, like, all the guards had, like, Red Dead Redemption, like, rifles with them. They're right. Like, it's like they went to the nearest Western, like, movie and said, okay, just give us the rifles. I was like, I think I could literally outrun one of those. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to try it, but I think I could do it. I love that the Joker is in prison blues, but that he still has his uh, hair dye and face paint. <laughs> he still gets to, to put his makeup on. Now, do you think that is because... Um, this Joker is also like uh, been chemically altered. Do I think? Do you? I mean, is that a known fact, or do we never get into his backstory? Well, I mean, not no, like not in Batman sixty six specifically, right? But right, we can we we kind of go with the um, like in the comic books, we go with the fact that he was you know fell into a vat of chemicals that changed his skin. So, like, if you watched Batman 89 with, you know, Jack Nicholson, you know, <laughs> that's why he was all transformed and Jack weird. Jack Nicholson. You dastardly devil. 
<laughs> yeah. 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 I, I so, mean, yeah, it could be that he is just, he had his skin bleached by uh, chemicals, much like in the comic. I don't know. I mean, like, the dialogue in this episode just makes me think that he is a comedian that also commits crimes. Yeah, I mean, he is he is definitely, like, out of the pantheon of Joker's pretty, I don't want to say decent, but he's just kind of, you know, like a rapscallion. Um, yes, he is not, like, a homicidal maniac, uh, like, uh, like the Joker is in other forms, but, um, you know, his, I just gotta say, through these two episodes, his outfit is great. Like, they, they really did a great job of making him look like the Joker looked in the comics at the time. Yeah, his outfit is fire. And the fact that, uh, like, Cesar Romero is a, was a tall man, he's like 6'3", you know, 6'2", 6'3", very, I don't want to say lanky, but, like, his build worked very well for this. Like, I mean, I even got past the, you know, the mustache underneath all the, 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 the makeup. Sure, yeah. I just had to just ignore it, but, like... I mean, he looks great, and the the color of the the uh, jacket is like yeah, perfect. Yeah, and his hair is fantastic. They gave him that like huge swooping sort of uh, pompadour or whatever you want to call it. It just looks very Joker from the the early comics, and it's just like even when you see him in his prison blues without the, all the the accoutrement you're like damn that's a good that is a good joker and i'm so used to these days seeing people's like take on joker don't get me wrong the dark knight's joker is one of if not my favorite joker portrayal but um you get that and it's very sort of grungy and different and then you get the suicide squad joker and that's we're just not we just don't talk about that one yeah we just we just skip over it yep but uh yeah and I, it was just like such a treat to see this guy um but we don't get him to see him in this particular outfit for very long <laughs> because he is out of here playing softball um and, uh, yeah, he's got an exploding ball that's going to cover his escape and a giant spring that I guess he machined in a metal shop. Um, and it jettisons him, I don't know, four stories into the air, 100 feet over a, a giant wall and into a waiting net, apparently. That no one saw. The guards nope. on the wall did not look over the other side and be like, hey, what's that net doing there? Well, they were all... Uh, mesmerized by this amazing softball game that was going on. Now, do you think he killed that guy with that exploding softball? Because we don't see him afterwards. It's just you have explosion. to assume he's dead, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Later in the episode, I thought for sure he had killed that news anchor as well. Until I saw him later. Oh, I was hoping he did. It looked like he did. It was terrifying. There are parts. Of this Joker that very much, like, give you the, uh, like, they 
they show how the the directors that took on the Joker later definitely saw this at some point and were inspired by it. Oh yeah, bar none. There, there is something um, eerie about them. Uh, yeah, just, just yeah. Like I mean, I put it like this: I saw that dude walking down the street. I wouldn't feel that comfortable. Mm-mm. Well, You're like, I who don't... paints over a mustache? Yeah, I got it. I mean, I do, but that's for other reasons. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, so that's he's he's gone. But um, what's happening over at Wayne Manor? That's right. Dick Grayson is practic- practicing the piano, and Bruce hates it. Yeah, I mean, I would too. He is butchering Chopin. <laughs> yep. It was just so great, like, to see him sort of, like, touching around his ear, like, oh, oh, my God, it is awful. It burns. <laughs> I wish I didn't have that piano. If only- Old chum, that music is like hot poison in my ears. <laughs> yeah. It's like listening to... A bad music version of Two Tickets to Paradise. (laughs) But he is saved from this cacophony by the news that the... that... uh, Joker... I was trying to think of a a, uh, alliterative... uh, description for the joker but uh it did not come to me but he is um i mean the clown prince of crime well yeah that's a queen of hate the harlot there you go that's a that's a good one um he has escaped so they but but go ahead but i need to point this out so for the folks i did not grab too many sounds for this one we're just going to reenact them ourselves because i've been wanting to do my caesar romero laugh forever and a day (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but how he got notified just made just confirmed my previous suspicions about Gordon. The Joker sprung from the pen? Right under our noses, Commissioner. He got clean away. Well, get back as fast as you can, Chief O'Hara. In the meantime, if it is the Joker that we're up against, that clown prince of crime, there's only one man who can handle this. I don't have to tell you who. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was else? <laughs> I was waiting for him to be like, "Who, who, commissioner? Yeah. Who could it be?" Um, who could I love it be now. <laughs> I love the fact that it's clear in that scene uh, where the the commissioner finds this out. He like is told to like, okay, right, look down. And then when I say action, you're going to look up at the camera because he has this really dramatic sort of look directly into the camera, uh, head tilt. And uh, boy, um, they tried some, they tried a few cinematic shots in this, uh, in this episode to, to varying degrees of success. Yeah. I mean, he had that look on his face kind of like, is like, I got to do work. <laughs> like 
I expected his him to like whip his head up and there to be like uh, a like a white powder powder on his nostril. <laughs> the Joker. <laughs> I don't need to tell you. Ooh. Oh, there's only one. There's only one guy I can help with this, and I don't need to tell you because you are, you know, obviously. Chia. Oh, here, I gotta go. Hey, 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 hey! Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie! I need to send me some more. I need to bring this more. <laughs> it sounded like you were rubbing your gums and while that's you said that. That's what I was doing because he's okay. he's rubbing his gums. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Damn, this is a good microphone. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> So, um, I love these scenes when Batman goes to to the police station or city hall or wherever it is. And sure as hell reuse these shots, man. Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> but I love them getting out of their car, and everyone's reaction isn't like awe or isn't like whoa. It's like who the heck are these guys? Hey, did you, did you see those like two costumes weirdos, costumed weirdos that ran into city hall? <laughs> <laughs> like uh and well it is because with them reusing that shot every time is the first time yeah that's true <laughs> yeah everyone is everyone is uh taking it back um so that that's great i also love that the, jo- <laughs> the joker left behind a bust of himself under the spring why? I mean, jokes are just, you know, jokes are just better riddles. So, you know, he still has to leave a puzzle of some sort. I guess, but it's clear he did not want Batman to figure out this uh, this this current caper of his. So there's a lot, there's a running thread through these two episodes that the Joker's sort of ego is what ends up giving him away and uh i think that that's this sort of kind of goes to that point right because they they're like why did he do it and it's like well maybe he screwed up and he accidentally left us the perfect clue because it does end up being the perfect clue yeah i mean you know batman is the world's greatest detective well, do you think were- the Joker was like, so it turns out the Joker is pissed because there is a exhibit down at the Gotham Museum that is chronicling the Comedians Hall of Fame. And he is sad that he is being, or not sad, <laughs> he is uh, very angry that he is being left out of this lineup like you would yeah so do you think yeah sure do you think he made that bust and that was the original bust he was gonna put in there oh (laughs) and he was like meant to take it with him like he gets he gets to the net and he's like where is my bust (laughs) and uh it's not there He's like, oh, I shit. left it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's on the home plate. So, okay, I get you. I get you. <laughs> so the whole time he it accidentally fell in there because he meant to take it with him. Yep. The, the put up and the that's fair. That's fair. Um, 
That's why the bronze one that we eventually see when Batman and Robin go to this museum uh, is so terrible looking. <laughs> I mean, they all are. So <laughs> they all are. <laughs> I mean, that W uh, W C Fields one. Was, <laughs> oh like, man, look like chocolate Winston Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> So it's 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 very lucky that just touring the museum at that time is not only an exhibit of the comedian's hall of fame but also a collection of priceless jewels. Yeah, like you do. I remember like you going, do, right? I remember going to the D Young Museum and they had nothing but beat poetry on the walls but right next to it were the crown jewels. <laughs> right, of course. Of course, it's just what you do. You just you, you take a, you have a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, a little column A, little column Z, because they're they're so different. Um, so that's I mean, great. Argue I argue A and B are different too, but closer <laughs> to each other, I guess. Right, uh, they're not as different. Yeah, you see, be- that's because of proximity. So. Here's, did you think, maybe you remember this episode when you were a kid and you did not think this, but I thought for sure that they were going to cut, they were to show the Joker statue, cut away, and cut back, and Cesar Romero would be just covered in bronze paint. Like, like, like he, <laughs> it was just him standing there the whole time. But though he just, he just comes out from behind the statue of him. Yeah, no, when I was a kid, I thought that was going to, you know, yeah, where you get the, he'll be there, all covered in this paint, and then he looks up, and then his eyes open, you know, the statue's eyes open, you realize he's there, but I I figured as I got older, and I've seen the episode over multiple times, I'd have been like, you're already painting me in white paint, red (laughs) lipstick and green hair, the last thing you're going to do is just cover me in, like, more paint. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm but they even seem to foreshadow it with Batman being like, I swear I saw that statue move, Robin. Um, but well, okay. no, he's just, be- I guess he's just, maybe he's, he's giggling. He's <laughs> so I mean, hard behind the statue. <laughs> none of those statues could have fit any of those people hiding in the statues. They well, were all just kind of narrow. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? Is that it? They looked like the base looked like it was built for someone to hide inside. But what maybe he is hiding in the base. But then you see them come out. Like there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's, there's not them. only just a lot of them, but like I mean, I'm like you're wider than the the podium. So wait, did you go in sideways? And Batman just didn't <laughs> notice you there? Like, I mean, none of them would have fit in any of these things as, like, cool as they thought. And the fact that they all kind of exploded open was just like, poof! <laughs> poof. <laughs> yeah. Even one of the squibs and one uh, uh, on the far... Like, when they were going down the line as the Joker's all like, Oh, hearty! You know, law, you know, or yep. opening up. Like, this, like there's a smoke bomb on the column that goes off that doesn't even match where they're supposed to be. It's just like, <laughs> <"Oof."> 
there's several there's several parts of this episode in particular that felt like they maybe ran out of budget a little bit or like they just got one take of most things like they had like a very short time like <laughs> Cesar Romero's like time was like, incredibly short and they had to shoot it all in one day and uh it <laughs> I don't know there was several things where like people were seemed like they were waiting for a cue they didn't get or uh just like weirdly mistimed little mistakes it was a uh, it was fun in that way i mean cocaine's a hell of a drug man so they say i um wouldn't know yeah well, no booger sugar for me no no sir um so yeah he he breaks out and uh he because everyone's left at this point so he's stealing all the jewels but batman he thinks something might be amiss so he returns to the scene and sure enough catches joker a red-handed uh i don't have anything for it yeah well he um they (laughs) there you go they get into a a fun <laughs> they get into a, a fun Batman fight in the uh, in in the museum, and um, there is a part where Bat where J- the Caesar Romero goes for Adam West or the stunt double of both, uh, you know, sort of tangle up, and Caesar. Or Joker pins Batman to the wall, and it looks like he's about to gouge his eyes out. Right, scary as shit. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh no. He fought like an insane man. Like, like, oh, you got me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but then, it, like, when it cuts to the medium shot of uh, Joker, like. It, he still has his hands up by his eyes, but like it looks like Caesar Romero's like, oh no no not that that's too dark too dark. And he just goes to like choke him. He's like, this is how I killed my last assistant. What? <laughs> I took his eyes out. You have to take out the eyes. I, oh oh sorry sorry. <laughs> oh I loved I. This was this was great because the last two episodes, the penguin episodes we watched, nary a fight to be seen until no, the very and end. those yeah and at least the henchmen and penguin in um in those episodes all looked like sector sectogenarians yeah, or they like were all collecting double ARP cards. Like, <laughs> yep, so like, they were looking forward to those mailers because they were getting their next month's benefits or something. Exactly. The, these, these, you know, these criminals were young and spry. They were fight. I mean, this, these two episodes had fights galore. It was great. I was like, yeah, get in there, punch him. And I wrote the Joker fights literally like a wild man because he looked insane. Yeah, he was just running around like pushing people, like just pushing them to the ground. <laughs> yeah, just like, <laughs> yep. And it was just, just like a crazy, yeah, it was like, it was like a brawl in a realistic way where it doesn't look cool. It doesn't look scripted. It's just a bunch of people trying whatever they can to hurt somebody else. Yeah, I I was for it all up until uh, 
Batman getting concussed by a sword hanging over the doorway <laughs> yep. for some reason. Watch out, Batman! And then he doesn't, and he gets hit by a sword in the head and knocked out. Um, I love this next sequence of events. Batman is dragged out of the museum by two of the thugs, but we have to show the audience that da da da, he is awake. And so they cut up like to an extreme close up of Adam West just opening one eye and be like, uh oh, what's going on over here? <laughs> and they do it twice. They show him looking around and then they show him being carried some more. And then they show him looking around and then he reaches, of course, into his u- utility belt. The subject, really the focus of this, uh, these episodes. And uh, he produces what looks like two small beads on a cool, like, uh, wrist thing that I would have had back in the 90s. A slap bracelet? Or no, no, like, like a, a pop you know, like one of those. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I like those guesses because they're both, like, the most 90s thing you could have guessed. But, no, I had, like, those, you know, you... You uh, get those uh, bracelets with the beads on them. Oh, yeah, everyone had those. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah, I had yeah. that. Yeah, everyone. I didn't, but... Yeah. No, no, we already know, John. You're you're the coolest man to have ever walked the world, and you didn't have all the dorky things <laughs> that people True. had in the 90s. True. I know, I mean, I had a slap bracelet because that shit felt like the future. Yes, I, was like, I mean... I would have never thought of a bracelet until then, but I was like, "Bink!" It's like, look, and now I'm accessorized, not realizing it was like a sharpened piece of spring steel that I kept slapping around my wrist. <laughs> Were it ever to uh, break loose its fabricy cocoon, you would certainly have uh, tetanus on your hands. I mean, I did. So there you go. There you <laughs> I mean, go. I mean, literally, that thing. I I kept. I'd be like, speak, speak. You know, like check me out, the future. And I kept doing <laughs> it until like the ends were frayed. And one day I slapped it, and yep, just the little piece of metal just slipped out. And that wasn't rounded or sh- like deburred or anything at all. It was like the cheapest of the cheapest, <laughs> like spring steel stamped. Shoved in, like, I think a lilac-looking bracelet, because that was the only one I could get. And it's fine. Looks good on me. But, yeah, the thing broke until I just had a piece of metal that would literally cut, like, my fingertips whenever I wore it. (laughs) So I was like, goodbye, slap bracelet, and threw that shit in the trash. So long, slap bracelet. Um... That is great. (laughs) But... So, uh, Batman throws a bead onto the ground, which makes a hole in the floor that smoke comes out of. Um, and that smoke is enough to, uh, to spring the trap. Batman is fine. He jumps up and, uh, it has this sort of double effect of also, um, uh, like, Letting, allowing the Joker to escape after he does kind of a speech about how he'll get revenge on Batman's belt specifically. Yep. Like like you do. Not not the person, the tools. You know? Yep, he calls it out. It's like I'll get your belt. Woo-hoo-hoo. And he runs off. 
<laughs> and then he uh, he escapes through a hatch in the floor, which I'm guessing was there already, or he set up himself. I mean, look, we know the Joker knows something about like uh, underground like conveyances. If he was the one who somehow put a giant spring under the pitcher's mound, I that's true. He's he could dig a hole into a museum. Yeah, he's he's shown quite an aptitude for subterranean um, villainous uh, plans. So I guess that wouldn't be too much of a surprise. Yeah, he probably learned it at Gotham Penitentiary. You know, the whole penology. Like, learn how to dig a hole. <laughs> yep. Yep, there's concealing giant springs 101. I bet you he just had the spring. That was just part of his rehabilitation. Yeah, and he's like, Warden Warden Crichton's like, all right, here's your, uh, here's your purple suit. And then here's, of course, the giant spring you had when you came in. You know, it's the one you you killed all that that whole group of people with. You remember. <laughs> I'm good at this, right? Yeah. I'm the best. <laughs> I'm I'm cured. <laughs> Follow your rules. I like how we're we're kind of like two can Joker. That's what we like. Follow your nose. Follow your nose wherever it goes. I'm the Joker. I don't know. Um. (laughs) The Joker. (laughs) Um. So. So, um. This is cool. Uh, we get uh, the Joker's lair is very appropriately at the Gotham Pier amusement park. Although the establishing shot is clearly a fo- photo, and they stay on it for way too long. They're like, "Here is his hideout. Where else would he be?" And then it's like <laughs> like a five second pause, <laughs> and of course, there's someone in the corner who's just frozen in time forever. Um. But uh, it is kind of cool that he's in a warehouse in an amusement park. That feels very Joker. Yeah, and he's surrounded by a bunch of creepy shit. Like, a bunch of, like, Punch and Judy, like, dolls are all hanging yeah. around and stuff. It's, like, it definitely feels like, I guess, you know, his decoration taste. Yeah, I mean, it has a certain aesthetic to it that is... That maybe was missing from, you know, it had a little bit in the Penguin one with all the umbrellas and bir- stuffed birds and what have you. And then the Riddler one was just like a sewer. Um, yeah, I mean, where riddles belong. So. <laughs> hot fire! Spitting hot, hot fire. fire at riddles. Yeah, you can at me. Riddles are just bad jokes. Yep. Jokes you have to think about. Which, as you know, is a bad joke. Yeah, it's not good. So it's not yeah. good. And, you know, like, the Penguin, really, that was just his place of employment, you know, or his, right. his business. He had a legitimate right? company. Um, this this generally seems like, yeah, if I was the Joker, where would I hide out? Oh, old amusement park. Well, bring in a bunch of creepy fucking dolls and hang them on the wall. <laughs> Looks but, great. 
that's no problem for um, one of his hench people, Queenie, who we get uh, introduced to. Uh, brand new hench person, uh, played by Nancy Kovac. And um, we find out his his uh, one of his many dastardly schemes. First, uh, first up is as you mentioned before, the Joker Bat Belt, which of course is the Bat Belt with a Joker sticker on it. I mean, I'd still rep it, but it's it's pretty much a carbon copy because. <laughs> When, when a spoiler alert later in the episode, Batman is wearing this belt. I kept being like, "How could you not see that? How could you not see that big ass Joker face on your belt?" I don't Staring know how, Dick Grayson right in the face. I don't even know how he slipped that shit off. Uh, like how you wouldn't notice that big ass belt get taken off, then switched with another belt. Are like, I mean, you undoing my belt? I. I mean, it is Batman. I feel pretty confident that he knows exactly how much his utility belt weighs. I mean... Like, by the ounce. You, you can know, tell, so. like, when someone takes your belt off, <laughs> they have to... He, I mean, we'll get to it when we get there, but he is laying down. He had to... Joker had to wrap his arms around the back of Batman yeah. and <laughs> snake mean, it off there. Yeah, there's no way it's happening. But, I mean, it's cool. Joker has his own utility belt because you fight fire with fire or confetti in this case. And yeah, and and I just want to say real quick before we move on, he says, um, I, "I'll never, I shall never let that ghastly girdle foil my plans <laughs> again." And I thought, you know what? It is kind of a girdle. It's more of a girdle than it is a belt. Because it is rides very high on Batman. Hey man, sometimes you need a little help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a, f- a useful accessory that also like sucks in your midsection. Psh, no wonder Bruce Wayne is a millionaire with ideas like this. Um, I, I did want to point out this is this episode very much like the penguin episode was based off a earlier comic i want to say uh issue 73 in 1952 this story wow called the joker's utility belt and <laughs> getting right to the point um i uh funny it was reprint reprinted like almost a hundred issues later <laughs> So that's probably when the, the, the actual people became aware of it versus going back to deep diving, you know. Yeah, they didn't have the kind of access to information that we have uh, these days, so that makes a lot more sense. Um, but uh, it's fun. He kind of acknowledges the ridiculousness of the bat belt or the utility belt in the first place by, you know, when, when asked, like, what it does, he just says everything it does everything because that's literally what the utility belt is i love the idea that he all he has to do is copy the way it looks and then he is suddenly imbued with all the the sort of mechanical genius of a uh uh, bruce wayne 
Yeah, I mean, you have no idea what's in the bat belt, but maybe, like, you know, Gotham newspaper did an expose on it or something, and... There's a catalog. Yeah, it's like, well, this is where he keeps his bat laser. And, you know, <laughs> so he's just like, well, I need a Joker beam. And then he's like, this is where he keeps his flash beads. And he's like, well, I need confetti bombs. And I don't know where you... He made it very quickly. Like, we don't know how much time between him leaving the... Gomo, the Gotham Museum of Modern <laughs> Art, <laughs> to go into this fucking hideout, but he made that belt quick, and he's going to use that belt to steal a boat. Yes, the SS Gotham, a brand new steamship uh, that is about to be christened. He gets the idea that he's going to steal that, and so now we get the real crux of his plan. Um... And now that we've mentioned the steamship, we can go back to the commissioner at City Hall. I assume it's City Hall. Um, Police headquarters. Police headquarters. Okay. And he is hosting uh, Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson, out of costume, of course, uh, because he is telling him the delightful news. They have just booked Batman and Robin to do the christening of this new ship, and of course, Bruce Wayne owns a controlling stake in the uh, Gotham Shipping Consortium. I mean, steam-powered ship, why not? Yeah. Wave of the future. The future. Now, um, I think anybody who has listened to this podcast knows that of us two, you are the more cultured and erudite. So, I ask you this question, John. Yeah. Is it proper to stick your thumbs in the little pockets in a vest like we see Bruce doing here? Uh, yes, it is when you're as rich as Bruce Wayne. I see. Yeah. Anything is proper when it, you uh, have Bruce Wayne money. Yeah. Typically you wouldn't, but it seemed, uh, you know, like. Gotta put your hand somewhere, and I as an lo- actor, he made a choice. <laughs> I love his physicality, uh, physicality in this moment. Just, like, sticking his thumbs in those little watch pockets, which is what I assume they are, and uh, and just kind of leaning backwards, like, well, well, what do we have here? A little ship. It's, it's, it's kind of glorious. Glorious, like that creepy ass clown doll flying through the window. Yeah, so, so Joker couldn't. He has no idea that Bruce Wayne is there. Although I guess he knows that this clown will make its way to Bat Batman eventually. But yeah, he as they are telling him about this, he throws a clown doll through the window, and um. This leads to a great scene where the commissioner calls Batman, but he's not there, and I have never seen a grown man look like somebody took his lollipop away more in my entire life. Because <laughs> he has to work. I am, <laughs> I am fully committed with my theory that the commissioner and O'Hara do not want to work, and every time something like this creeps up, they just think about the paperwork that they have to do. And they are mortified by it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every ep- every episode arc, it's gotten shorter and shorter to Gordon getting to Batman. Before he talked to his people, he's like, are you man enough to do it? And they're like, mm, 
And then he calls him. And then the second time, he's like, well, you know, we should call him. This time, he's like, you, he's like, I don't have to say who. He wasn't even waiting for O'Hare to get back to wait for this call. <laughs> he was like, I got to call Batman right now. It's, it's, it's too much. I can't deal with it. Yeah, he's like, what are we... Because like, Bruce is like, uh, I'm sure the Gotham PD have it well in hand. Right. And That's he is dig, like... right? Is that a <laughs> Oh yeah, he, I mean, he is doing a secret smile to himself. I think we can all see it. Um, but uh, yeah, they're like, oh, I guess so. And uh, what's even better is okay, literally a minute. That's being generous, saying a minute has passed since a da- a doll wrapped in rope was thrown through the window of police headquarters. Bruce Wayne says, hey, funny request, feel free to say no, but can I have that doll? And it is for sure evidence, for sure. He's not even, Chief uh, O'Hara is not even going to dust it for Prince. He's just like... Yeah, sure. It's creepy. Get it out of here. Out of sight, out of mind, man. I will not do no work if the evidence ain't here. (laughs) Shit away. (laughs) They just give it to him. Yeah. Then he has the nerve to make fun of Bruce Wayne and says that he would never be any help in solving crimes. (laughs) When these guys I have not seen solve the crime. Not solve a single crime. And we'll see later that even their attempts to secure a location is riddled with holes. But we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, Because (laughs) Bruce Wayne has taken this doll uh, back to his uh, the Batcave, unbeknownst to our uh, commissioner-in-chief. And... Uh, they are trying to figure out this has to be a clue some sort of clue and what could it be hmm any ideas I don't know what other type of clown is there besides a circus clown that's right it is the mask from the Dark Knight. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a kind of, right? It's a. God, why? I am not that cultured because I'm blanking on the. Uh, I almost called that clown. I was like, is that Pogo the clown? But I was like, no. That's <laughs> it's like, no, it's the, uh, the, the, the sad clown. Uh, God, I, I'll, I will look it up later. We're just gonna uh, Yeah, Wait. so it's is it Don Giovanni? Yeah, but I forget the name of the I don't know if that is the name of the clown. Isn't that the clown named Pagliacci? Thank you. Jeez, I okay, there you go. Yeah, that sounds good enough. Yeah, it is the creepiest mass that nineteen sixty six could afford. Yes. Uh right. And I think it is it is more or less I heard this bit of trivia somewhere that it is 
the mask in the Dark Knight is a reference to this very episode. Makes sense. If you're gonna if you're gonna steal from sixty six, steal from the best. Right? Yeah. Why not? And of course, it's the Joker. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it. This whole scene cracked me up. Because here's this creepy-ass clown singing the opera on TV. Then there are people at a bar watching the opera. (laughs) Oh, man. This bar stuff was comedy gold. It's one of the few times... or I I, I mean, I actually laughed out loud a few times, but this one was one of the few times where I knew they were trying to get me to laugh out loud. And uh, I did. Oh, was it the it's my mother-in-law joke? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It tickled me, for sure. So, uh, sorry, uh, just a correction. It is not Don Giovanni. I don't know know anything about opera. But the the opera itself is called Pagliacci. Pagliacci. Pagliacci? Yeah. I don't know. Um... But uh, that's the name of the whole opera. So there you go. Stop yelling at the podcast. Put your pitchforks down. (laughs) We got it. We got there eventually. Um, But uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So everyone's watching this uh, opera on TV. I thought for sure when Bruce and uh, Dick said that they needed to get to the opera, they were going to like an opera house. But no, I guess they were going to see a live taping of uh of this opera and yeah when they unmask the joker and the guy's Ooh. like oh it's my mother-in-law <laughs> <laughs> so good because he starts and as he's like ah i love this one it's uh, great <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like ah, my mother-in-law <laughs> like that's a really funny the delivery was really funny the timing was funny i don't know i liked everything about that joke um but you know just because batman has uh, unmasked him doesn't mean he has a little doesn't have a little trick up his sleeve because he's got a fistful of sneezing powder and that's going to be enough to distract the cape crusader um so he and robin end up getting the the ever-loving bejesus bit (laughs) punched out of them they did yeah yeah they did and uh man so there's another this this sort of b story or this sort of subplot is more explored in the episode that we're about to talk about but I, I actually loved the the B story about Batman, or I guess maybe it's the A story, but that he Batman and Robin have been publicly humiliated over and over and over again. That's yeah. sort of like lowering the public's confidence in Batman, making him fallible, and inspiring a huge crime wave is pretty much the plot of dark Knight, <laughs> like it's it shares a lot of connective tissue there and i thought it was like a really cool aspect to this episode i mean i know nolan didn't have an original idea in his head and now we know where he got it from 
He's like, the Joker is wild, and Batman is riled. That's going to be the Dark Knight. Yeah, take that and run with it. Oh no, it's my mother-in-law. Uh, <laughs> it's my mother-in-law. Yeah. Oh no, it's my mother-in-law. To do she's good. Wearing, she's wearing hockey pads. <laughs> I, I do have What's to the difference between you and me? I'm wearing a girl. It's not my mother-in-law. <laughs> my pants are on too tight. Let the bodies hit the floor. Magnets, how do they work? <laughs> I do have to say at the end of this episode, the laugh that Cesar Romero gives is terrific. He is like hooting and hollering. I think he has one of the best laughs. As yeah. far as it goes. And yeah, he gives it his all. And that is the uh, end of episode 105. The Joker's Wild. Yeah. And the the danger there is that at the, the cliffhanger, as they always do in these two parters, are that Batman will be, his identity be, will be revealed on, on uh, live TV. Because I guess people in the control room must have been, I don't know, maybe his thugs are up there controlling it, but. I guess no one's cutting off the feed. No, you know, I mean, reality TV. You know, people people are gonna want to watch it. They can't. They can't look away. Yeah, but when we come back in the next episode, that's episode one hundred and six, Batman's Riled. So as you'll remember from the previous episode, the Joker is wild, Batman is riled. It's uh, it's rhyme uh <laughs> so we're rhyme back time. at the opera <laughs> we're back at the opera um and uh do you think batman's gonna be identi- uh, identified in the sixth episode of the first season of course not because guess what if you're paying attention earlier you saw on his little bead belt there were two beads so now it's time for the other one, which I guess shoots something. Yeah, like something that is uh, uh, strong enough to trigger the sprinklers. Yep, and that the at the first sign of water, everyone loses their dang mind. It's like drivers in California. The first time it rains, everyone loses the dang mind. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like going to, you know, Manteca Water Park. <laughs> sure. You're just, ah, yeah. so many choices. But, like, everyone forgets what they're doing. They drop, they stop holding Batman. Uh, Joker just stands there and is like, ah, okay, smoke bomb. <laughs> well, he, but it wasn't just a smoke bomb. I swear it was like a fire bomb. Like that. Well, was he says it's fire. Yeah, I mean, it's very smoke-like. But, you know, I like that he had kind of a weird counter for it. Yeah, because he has the belt, too. Let us not forget, he's got the belt. So whatever Batman has, he has some sort of Joker-styled counter. Although, 90% of the things in his utility belt look to be streamer explosions. Yeah, that's why I said he got that shit at Spencer's. Like he <laughs> yeah, just, he did. He just went over, bought himself three ball caps for fifty bucks, 
bought him some, you know, dick-shaped candies, you know, <laughs> bought him some silly string, you know, got a, a novelty thong and a cup that says, like, you know, I drink coffee and I poop, you know, that type of stuff. <laughs> Quality materials. He got a, he got a uh, hat with a felt turd on it that says, old fart. Um, yeah. Yeah. That is an actual novelty hat from a haberdashery I went to as a child. Um, Spencer's. He went to Spencer's. He bought a hat that said "Old Fart" on it. <laughs> yep, you you heard it. Yeah. Listen, I was trying to class it up, but I can't pretend. Um, but uh, grow into that hat. <laughs> I kept it in a hermetically sealed chamber. Someday, my pretty, this choke. Will make sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my back. <laughs> Why? Well, it's funny you mention that. Cause, so after the Joker uses his firebomb, Joker books it up a, a ladder, and then Batman's following behind him, and then just kind of stops. Yeah, well, but this is what I was talking talking about earlier. There, they cut to Batman, and he's like pausing, like like he's waiting for them to yell action. He's like, "I'll go after him." <laughs> it's like a full, like two second count. He's like, "Oh, I I hope Robin says he'll go after him." My knee hurts. No, he's not going to do it. Okay, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> it it is it is awkward. And just, yeah. just seeing him just kind of stop. And then they're like, oh, wait, I'll use this bat rope, which f- feels to me would take longer than him just climbing up the ladder. Yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. But it doesn't matter because the Joker has this incredible streamer thing that alternately acts as is like a great sort of uh, deterrent, but also wraps people up in a... A tangle of streamers they just can't uh seemingly can't break out of until the joker gets away and right then he can break and out. then they're fine yeah. <laughs> yeah, then it's fine batman in this episode and robin and like spend a lot of time sort of wrestling streamers onto themselves <laughs> and then trying to get out of them <laughs> oh no oh. oh it's all over me I, I mean no it's more all over me they're they're all, they're, they're they're everywhere oh, oh okay <laughs> scene over so, scene's over yep <laughs> when we cut back to the bat cave i love that batman is sort of like he has his arms wrapped around his torso in a way that looks like he's like either cold or comforting himself after being traumatized by this Joker incident, and they're just watching the news, and I love this whole section. I love this super manipulative uh, newsman. I the only thing that drove me nuts was like you we we hear you know the narrator say you know like you know the faith in Batman has been shaken. Then we come to the news report. Reporter saying exactly the same thing that yeah. narrator just said. That kind of happens a lot because later in this very same episode, we get the title of the first episode of this arc yeah. on a newspaper. Yeah. 
that's, that's they were just true. really in love with these puns. I I also liked how yeah this was a very very dour newscast where they talk about how this not only is kind of like you know Batman's incapable you know fuck the cops kind of like <laughs> you know like they can't stop them but we're more upset that Batman can't stop them there's a citywide ca- crime wave from this and then he's like I'll tell you what my 8 year old son Harold said God bless <laughs> mommy daddy my dog spot and may Batman save us yeah whoever he may be wherever he is may he save us and then I love the how he was like and <laughs> and Harold knelt in front of his little bed his hands folded piously in front of him <laughs> it's just the weirdest story and um yeah it's super super manipulative and of course batman is like turn it off i don't want to see this anymore but robin notices something weird is going on because dun 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 the joker is there and then this is where it got real real kind of creepy oh yeah yeah it's like he takes over the newsroom and he's going to, uh, what, what, what's the game he's going to play? What's My Crime? Yep. Where he's just taunting him and he's just, and I mean, I don't know. Do Domino's mask protect everybody's identity? In this case, yes. All right, well, good for him. He calls Batman Fat Man and the Boy Blunder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and he gives him a riddle to solve. <laughs> no, I said Joker's got jokes. And riddle. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he's biting the riddler style a little bit, um, but he yeah he gives him a grammatically incorrect sentence and says literally what's wrong with his sentence. <laughs> he gives him a very easy English problem from grade school as uh, his dastardly clue, and uh, Batman and Robin are able to put it together in short order with the help of Alfred. I mean, mainly Alfred. It's mainly Alfred. Yeah, right. Bruce doesn't have time for grammar. Are you kidding me? Um, he's like, I'm too, I'm too rich for this shit. <laughs> but that sends them off to a warehouse, uh, where some sort of quote unquote explorer has pilfered a bunch of culturally important artifacts from Africa. And uh, is keeping them in a warehouse to be unveiled at a museum show later. Mm-hmm. And the name of the warehouse? Last Longer. Because, <laughs> yep. Why not? Yep, because that fits in with the riddle. Um, so, I really, I actually really adore this scene. So, Batman and uh, Robin... They make their way to this warehouse and they're sort of getting ready to climb up the side. And Robin is having a real existential crisis about <laughs> like everything that's happening. I, I like you used the same word I did. <laughs> I was like, they have an existential conversation on the side of the building. <laughs> yep, as they're they just stop as they're climbing up the building. Their cores are made of steel cord apparently because 
they are able to just stop <laughs> midway through what looks like a very difficult climb. And uh, yeah, Robin is, um, he's, he thinks maybe that people expect a little too much of them. They're only people after all. And Batman hits back with a very emotionally manipulative, well, tell that to little Harold praying by his bed every night that will save the day. I mean, the thing is, Robin is right, though. Yeah. He's 100% are... right. The, every scene where they are in broad daylight next to people who are dressed normally, <laughs> they are just guys in outfits where you can easily see it's Bruce under there. You can see his, like, whole eye business. You know it's Bruce Wayne under there. Especially Dick. You know that's him. Do you think, like, all of Gotham knows, but they just go along with it? Yeah, because he's doing all the work, like you said. <laughs> Everyone else like... gets to take a vacation while the whole police are like, uh, like, I'm sure a reporter comes to the police every day and is like, I've got a scoop. Uh, Bruce Wayne is Batman. And they're like, no, no, no. We've, we've looked into it. It's another two guys that are the exact same height with the same hair color. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Let's <laughs> wait for him to go, shh. Yeah. Shh. Shut but up. let allow me to let, come over here a second. But are you are you going to mess this up for us? We don't have to do anything anymore. Get on the train, man. Yeah, just enjoy it. You're getting news? He's solving crimes? He's still buying us boats and shit for some reason? Just, <laughs> let, the, just let him do his thing. It's, it's Let fine. him do his stupid smi sly smiles and winks that he thinks nobody notices but everyone sees. Yeah, thank you, Batman. I know it's you, Bruce. <laughs> thank Why you, Batman. Did you just did you just call me Bratman? Yeah, isn't that your name, Bratman? <laughs> no. Okay, bye. Um <laughs> Bye Bruce. <laughs> bye, Bruce. <laughs> Alright. Bye, Chuck. I mean, huh? <laughs> uh, citizen. <laughs> um yeah i mean but it's a it's a really interesting thing to think about like they they usually are kind of right on top the of these criminals i guess i mean they are kind of getting constantly bamboozled and captured and stuff so maybe people shouldn't be this surprised but nevertheless they are and um they, I love the, so when they get to the top, they see that the Joker's in there. No more sort of like sneaky cutting the window off and like putting it on a back <laughs> bat hook next to the, so they can preserve the prop. No, they just break through that window and they're like, Joker, stand and fight. And then a fight breaks up. Yeah, this is like the third fight. This is dope. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then this is where somehow the Joker is uh, uh, the sleight of hand. He's the David Blaine of the criminal <laughs> yeah. world. He's he switches out his he switches out a. It's weird. It's not like it's like a shitty version of his utility belt. Yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> no, no, no. It's not shitty. As we find out later, the replica is too good. But yes, as you said, he was able to get not one, but two of these Joker belts made, and one just to put on Batman, 
so Batman would accidentally throw a streamer bomb and allow the Joker to escape, I guess. Even though he could have just thrown the streamer bomb himself, but well, just it's, semantics. No, I mean, it's insulting as shit, right? Because when he throws the... When the confetti bomb goes off, I mean, this is an impressive feat of engineering for the amount of streamers, confetti, parachuted signs falling down, <laughs> making, like, hooey on you, yeah. hooray Seriously. for the Joker. <laughs> like, yeah, it says... The, I, I wrote down what they all... There's three okay, flags okay. contained in this tiny capsule-sized thing that Batman throws at the Joker, but the, it explodes over Batman's head somehow. But uh, the things that float down on flags that are suspended from <laughs> helium balloons is Fooey on Batman, Poor Boy Wonder, Hooray for the Joker. Ah, thank you. And yeah, to your point, this is all just like twisting the knife. Not only has he bested Batman in every single encounter they've had, uh, but he is humiliating him uh, every single time. Yeah, I mean, he's he got he's got him. As far as I'm concerned, this episode could end it because. Just Batman goes off and he has a long think about whether he wants to do this anymore. Exactly. But uh, not so fast because uh, Batman is back at the Batcave with Robin reading all their terrible press. While still defending it. Yeah, now I wrote this down. This is a good le- lesson that I think a lot of people seems to seem to need to hear right now. Uh, Batman extols the role of the press in um, you know in society and that they have to report the facts regardless of whether they look make Batman look good or not. So good on you, Batman. Yeah, I mean th- this is he's dropped two truth bombs. One was this, and then the other one was when, you know, Dick was playing, the piano was terrible, and, you know, he had a hissy fit over, why do I have to play piano? I shouldn't say hissy fit. He just had a fit. He had a Robin <laughs> yeah. fit. Over, yep. play, over playing he a, piano. He had a dick fit. Yeah, he had a dick fit. <laughs> he had a dick fit, playing piano, and then Bruce just tells him, he's like, you know, music is the language of the world to show the what the brotherhood of man. Yeah, he said like music will like bring us together. Yeah, exactly. He's very profound this episode, as he as he often is. Oh, and there's one other thing that he does in, the, in these this arc uh, that we forgot to mention, or didn't forget to mention, but neglected to. Um, he when he goes to the museum the first time. He parks in like a red zone, and like there's this this That's this right. group of groupies. He's like, "Oh, Batman!" Which is awesome because like it shows that he's getting more famous. It's a nice little world building moment. But he sees that it's a red zone, and he gets he goes to get back in the Batmobile. Like, oh, I can't park here. <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> and then a, a the police officer who happens to be standing right there just says like, "Oh no, for you, Batman, you could park here, no problem." Right, like bare minimum. I think Batmobile could park in like you know red zones, white zones, because if he's there, he's probably needed. Yeah, exactly. He, you know, it was just funny that he was like, "Oh well, I gotta well, obey well, the law. Can't park here. I'll go. I'll." Robin, you go inside. I gotta drive around. I gotta drive around. Find a meter. Uh, yeah, I'll find a spot. Don't worry. I have plenty of change. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, and this is sort of continues the existential crisis that that Robin is having. You know, he doesn't he doesn't want to go to the christening. Uh, he doesn't want to face Commissioner Gordon having failed over and over. He's, he doesn't want to face the people of Gotham. And uh, Bruce says, nope, we got to do it. And what's our plan to counter Joker? Well, let's just wait. Maybe he'll slip up. <laughs> That's their plan. I mean, they've tried everything else. <laughs> yep. So... They're going to be like, okay, he is going to do a super crime, I think. So, in that case, we'll just wait for his ego to to slip up, and we'll just go about our daily thing, just give up. They're like, maybe what we haven't done is given up. Ha ha ha. Now we're thinking, Bruce. Hey. I mean, look. You covered it. You covered me in that much, Fatty. I'm giving up. Yeah, I'm not leaving my house anymore. I'd be like, mm, I'm done. So I'm gonna go work for the Joker. Yeah, he seems to got his shit together. He has his own belt. He's got a crew. I mean, the layer's a little creepy, but his plan is, you know, I never looked at the Joker and thought he was a boating guy, but I can get on. I can get on board. Pun intended. Yeah, he wants an entire boat for some reason. I don't know how that's gonna make him more rich. Or what he's going to do with a boat that he's to hire an entire crew to run. But don't worry about it. Um, the, the fact that he wants the title. Yeah, we haven't gotten to that part yet. But that yeah. is so good. It's so good. I, I When that happened, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, so wait, he just wants the ownership legally transferred to him? <laughs> like, it matters to him? He's like... <sighs> <laughs> I want to own the boat. Okay. Legally. It doesn't count if I don't own it. <laughs> That's stealing. Um, That's yeah. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, he uh we see that his his well they don't really make it clear. They they know, we know he's going to do something with champagne and something that was in his belt. It's like a false cork. And he doesn't explain why it's going to work. Just that they took the cork off, put another cork on, and put the foil back on. But this is his big mistake. He puts it on all sloppy. He puts it on all sloppy. And that will be a crucial detail later. Yeah, like next scene. Almost next scene later. Yep. Two seconds later. (laughs) Yeah, we now we're at the boat, the uh, boat christening, and uh, Batman and Robin are being heckled by. I'm, I'm just going to assume is another inebriate. That's what the uh, the other guy was uh, in the cast list. He is listed as inebriate. I'm for it. <laughs> yep, and uh, 
Yeah, they're like, hey, what are you doing doing this dumb stuff and not catching the Joker, you lazy b- b- guys? Again, and, uh, though, he is with Gordon doing this, you know, doing this christening. And he's not heckling Gotham PD? Nope. He's just like, <laughs> we know Get out of here, you bum! Yeah, Gordon kisses babies and cuts ribbons. We know vigilantes are the real ones that solve crimes. <laughs> Boo you, Batman. Boo you. Boo you. <laughs> um, uh, but this is another example of, of just like you said, I think your, your theory is holding water um uh because the commissioner allows one of joker's hench people to just walk up and hand him a random bottle of champagne they must have had another bottle planned and i guess that woman is floating in the drink yep killed by um, killed by queenie yep killed by queenie the the what i'm going to call the proto harley harley quinn yeah um nice. but uh so Batman notices this sloppy foil job on the top of this 1949 French champagne. And of course, his erudite and uh, rarefied nature tells him immediately that something is amiss. So he and Robin pop an Elka seltzer Yeah, the biggest damn tablet, a NECA wafer or something like something. Someone, the candy that people don't eat now because. They invented real candy. Because <laughs> the taste buds have evolved to taste things. Yeah, taste buds went from salt and dirt to, like, good stuff, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Someone <laughs> ate a piece of chalk and then ate a, pe- a Necco wafer with- and said, Hey, this, this is the same thing! Yeah, I can write with this. Mm. <laughs> I mean, they are some big, they are some big horse pills, but... Look, <laughs> yep. Yeah, so... Um, they, they take those pills, they, they, they smash the bottle on the, uh, the, on the bow of the ship, and lo and behold, gas comes out, because it's the Joker, and, uh, everybody faints, or so we believe. Meanwhile, at the Joker's warehouse... Um, he, so, the the Joker has Queenie turn on the switch. Yeah, <laughs> so it's he's like, right there, he can do it he's himself. Right there. Like, Queenie, turn on the switch! Yeah, he, I just think he doesn't know how to operate it. How do you do this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, his, <laughs> his speciality is springs in boxes. That's it. Yeah. Ele- electronics? Mm-mm. You didn't see him operating the camera in this, you know, this time around. Yeah, so before, uh, you know, before he had to actually break into a, uh, a TV station in order to get on the airwaves, now they just have a switch that allows them to do it. Um, so I guess they didn't need to go through all the trouble before, but mm, whatever. Or they stole the stuff from the... You know, that we didn't see that. <laughs> right. You gotta assume when they were like, cheese it, the cops are here! They, they just grabbed a box, which I guess when you turn it on, it just overrides all of the TV signals in Gotham, yeah. which is fine. Um, 
But uh, as you mentioned before, he has a very clear set of demands. He wants the title to the ship. He's not going to steal it. He wants it legally transferred to him, so he owns it. Or he will chop off Batman's head? (laughs) I mean, shit. Yeah, he's not even trying to unmask this time. He's like, I'm going to kill the only people stopping crimes. That's that is pretty gnarly. Yeah, this wasn't like, you know, buzz saws or you know, swapping out his fi- Robin's face for a rubber face. This was just like we're going to I'm going to chop their <laughs> heads off. Give yep. me the boat title. Give me and, that title. Yeah, and he uh he is like also, this is from, like, a wax museum display. So, it's probably going to take a while to chop those heads off. He's probably going to have to take a, a couple swings at it. Uh, and he wanted to do it on live TV. So, a very ghoulish threat. A very scary, sort of very jokery moment um, f- for this sort of light episode. Um, but the, worry not, because those tablets that they took... Or a universal antidote. Anything that you might befall you, it it's the antidote for that. So uh, the uh, knockout gas had no effect on them. Yeah, they just went along with it. Versus like stopping them before they turned on the switch. I guess he just wanted to see what the culmination of the Joker's full plan was going to be. And he's like, well, he oh, definitely. Yeah. This is. Batman getting back at the Joker a little bit on a personal level. Because he's like, you've spent this entire time humiliating me in front of everyone at every turn. I'm going to let you think you won and then spring the trap on you. And it works. It does. And here we get the final, and I would argue maybe the sloppiest fight of them all. Um, They... There's a part where Joker is holding like four rings like you might do a magic trick with and he nothing ever happens with him. He just has them in his arms, does nothing with it. He's like, what am I going to do with these? (laughs) Like, yeah, you're going to fight him. You're like a circus person. So you're (laughs) going to fight him with the rings, you see? And he's just like, no, I poke people's (laughs) eyes out, damn it. (laughs) He's like, he's like, what? What about these? These rings? Is this anything? No? <laughs> then why am I holding this shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it seems to end with the Joker just stepping on his own belt and it exploding. Yeah. Yeah. And then it cut to him tied up and all the henchmen, everyone tied up. Yeah. I mean, is that that's the equivalent of Boba Fett's backpack going off by getting hit by a stick, right? Yeah, he just he just stepped on it. Oh, rats! And uh, Queenie almost gets away, kind of. Um, but uh, Batman uh, says, "You poor child," and uh, she looks like a full-grown woman to me. I don't know what you're talking about, Bruce. He's being, you know. Being condescending, you know, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> you poor child. What a dunce! 
Um, but uh, uh, that's it. They've they've wrapped it up, and we're now everything's back to normal. We're back at Wayne Manor, uh, and Aunt Harriet's back to uh, shame Robin about his, his lack of uh, Chopin practice, and um, to also shame Bruce for letting Robin watch. Or sorry, letting Dick watch the news. Dude, I had kicked her out of my house. She came over and turned my TV off. Yeah. <laughs> Just be He's out. Like, He's like, I was watching that. I mean, go somewhere else. It's Wayne's Manor. Like, I'm sure I have a piano in every room. <laughs> I know there's only three rooms, but go somewhere else. Yeah. Go over there. But, you know, like... Aunt Harriet bribes Dick by, you know, getting Alfred to bring him some milk and cookies to play piano. Oh, that was like, that seems like that was all Alfred. He's just like, I'll get you some milk and cookies, sir. And and Dick's like, you always have my back, Alfred. (laughs) Stupid Aunt Harriet. (laughs) Only family member ever I have left after my parents were killed. And she makes me play the piano... She doesn't like when I go fishing. She's always trying to make me do things. Aunt Harriet is the taskmaster. <laughs> and that's so, the... Uh, that's it. Now, can I ask, did you get the little bumper for next week? I sure did. That was so delightful. Yeah. Next yeah. time, Mr. Freeze. He's on it, so tune in. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of think about it and that was kind of like a wild move because the as we read mr freeze was not a thing at the time so like do you think people were just like what the hell who there's a guy with a bucket on his head i mean mr freeze i mean i guess foster's freeze i mean even back then right like you know, you you have your 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 holdouts. You have your penguins, your riddlers, your jokers, your Catwoman. I guess they were like, we don't want to show Catwoman right away, so let's uh, let's go through his real rogues gallery and give him Mister Freeze. Yeah, I wonder if it was just like if you're expecting Catwoman next time, you're out of luck, <laughs> Jack. You you lose. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna try to make it not as bad as the penguin one. We promise. Next time. Yeah, I bet you the Mister Freeze just wants a heater that will warm him up. I don't remember yeah. this episode, so this will be. It'll be fun to dive there. <laughs> yep, he's gonna be. It's gonna be a lot of uh, Foster's Freeze cross promo. I can. I can just sense it now. So, uh, I think we kind of showed our hand a little bit earlier. But John, did you like these two episodes? Oh, these were glorious. Cesar Romero um, was is a fine Joker. Uh, super fun, super entertaining, action packed. A little bit of creepy. Like you, you could. It's like I can see why that's your arch nemesis. Like for Batman, even within this iteration, and it it, it got me kind of. Just thinking about all the Jokers. 
from that point on and who was kind of inspired by Cesar Romero and who kind of made their own thing and got me a real thing. I love this episode. I do too. Uh, I couldn't agree more and I couldn't recommend it more. So if you're out there and you got a Roku device or access to it through some other means, uh, I completely recommend checking it out. Or if you haven't seen it in a while, checking it out again. Um, so that will do it for wait, us. Wait. What? Wait. Huh? Huh? Wait. What? This is, I feel, an important episode in the sense that we're talking about arguably my favorite villain for Batman. I don't mm-hmm. know. If, I don't know about you. Maybe you're more of a two facer or you know, Mister Freeze. No. But I always enjoy I mean, a good Joker story. It's got to be the Joker, yeah. So, I wanted to, I wanted to test you. You're the one who normally comes up with games. I came up with one. Oh, good. Yeah, please go ahead. I want to see if you can guess that Joker. (laughs) (laughs) So... I'll only do a couple, so we won't we won't take too long. But I'm going to play a Joker laugh. Okay. And you can tell me the actor, which Joker, or um, which. Um, obviously, these are all some medium which you can hear him laughing. So okay, <laughs> so it's not a book. There, I don't want to say there's not very many obscure ones. But, uh, you know, so I'll play a Joker. You tell me which Joker it is. And, you know, uh, if you guess them all right, um, you're good at what you do. There you go. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I'm going to play the first. Yeah, I'm going to play the first one. Okay, go ahead. Oh, that was a gimme. That was Cesar Romero. Okay, good. So now you're primed. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to play another one. Okay. Same? Yep. <laughs> so Perfect. So now now you have a baseline. Now okay, baseline. good, good, good. Okay. Name that Joker. <laughs> oh... Is that from Gotham? <laughs> Which was that one? <laughs> that was Jared Leto's Joker from Suicide Squad. Okay, no wonder I don't recognize this in that movie once, and I've tried to forget it. Ever since. All right, all right, okay. So I thought that was going to be a gimme of how much I've made fun of that in the past, but here we go. (laughs) Name that Joker. (laughs) That is, of course, Mark Hemel. Of the 
guy. Well, I don't have a joke for that one, but it's Mark Hamill from Batman, the animated series. Very good, very good. One of the best laughs out there, I would say. I would say so. I think this one is probably not so much. Here we go. Name that Joker. (laughs) That's from Gotham. Are you sure? Mm, Now I'm not so sure. I mean, it's... You're right, you're right. (laughs) It sounded bad. I was like, is that Cal Kestis from <laughs> Star Wars Fallen <laughs> or Fall of the Jedi, whatever? Well, now here's the question, though. Here's the question, John. Let me turn it back on you. Sure. Is that the Joker or is that Jerome? Uh, same diff to me. It's Jerome, technically. Mm, okay, okay. Because in Gotham Joker, see, he doesn't really laugh much. So uh, no, he doesn't. I, I <laughs> just, needed the fine one. Looks like that a melted w- candle. <laughs> I needed the fine one that you'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's yeah, the one. Right. Yeah, I get it. Like, cause oh, if, okay, because if he's not laughing, then you can't name that Joker. All right, we'll do one more. Ooh, this good. Probably going to be a toughie. <laughs> Um, I'll play it again if you need me to. Please do. <laughs> Is that... It's one... Okay, so there's a lot of fringe jokers that people don't think about. Um, There was John DiMaggio, who does uh, Bender's voice. He was Joker. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a couple other people who played him, including the, there was that Joker on The Batman, I think that's what it was called, Yeah. who had like the dreadlocks. Yep. Is it that one? You're thinking it's that one. I'll play it again. (laughs) So you're saying that is the one from The Batman. The Batman. It doesn't sound like John DiMaggio's Joker... His was really rough. Yeah, his was very raspy. Is... Oh, yeah, I guess I'm going to go with uh, The Batman. (laughs) Oh, what was it? That was Jeff Bennett from Batman Brave and the Bold. Oh, you know what? I didn't really watch that show all that much. And that's why you fucked up. That's why I fail. It is an excellent, excellent show. Okay, you know what? We'll do one more so you can go out on a high note. Oh, no. If now, but if I don't get this one right. <laughs> yeah, then, then you fucked up. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good old Jack Nicholson. Do you want to know how I could tell? Because it sounds 
Just like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It just sounds like him laughing. <laughs> yep. Well, that was a great idea for a game. I loved it. It was a complete surprise to me. And you can tell because I got a view wrong. Yeah. And the best part is I have more. But we'll save well, them for another day. Save we'll another definitely day. do those again. Yeah. Yeah. So that was terrific. Uh, I hope all of you out there who are listening to this right now enjoyed it as well um do you have suggestions you want to get a hold of us we might respond probably not but we might the chance the chance exists so please if you want to get a hold of us there's plenty of ways to do it you can email us at the pop at gmail.com you can find us on instagram just search for the pop saga all one word and if you're looking on twitter at the pop saga and if you've liked anything that we've said enough to purchase a physical manifestation of that stickers t-shirts cups we've got them all please visit our merch store at uh just search for pop dash saga and of course a special thanks to burton m6 on you can find him on fiverr for our incredible theme song so, from both of us to all of you, as we always like to say, stay happy, stay healthy, and we'll see you next week. Tune in next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Pop Saga, you know we gotta represent Talking about Batman, the show from 66 Like Zach, like Biff Honestly, it was the best Burt Ward, Julie Newmar, R.I.P. to Adam West Yes, the Batcave, and we love Wayne Manor Couldn't sit still When I heard that na-na-na-na-na-na-na we cannot forget it Every week we had to check it He's the number one vigilante and the greatest detective Yeah, pull up in the Batmobile You can't stop him Get him on the Batphone This is Pop Saga